Hold your hand up or your cell phone, whatever you use to access the word of God. Hold it up and repeat after me. Say, this is God's word. Come on, say it with conviction. This is God's word. Not Pastor Redmond's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that's here to teach us, guide us, and lead us into all truth. I thank you for your people. I thank you for this church. And I pray, Father, that the word spoken today will be a rhema word, a right now word, an on-time word for everybody here in this room. And I thank you for making it spiritual, practical, and Not only just that, but let it be attainable in the minds of those who hear it. And as I decrease now, I thank you for the anointing of God. Increasing to feed everybody in this room. And as I step back, I ask you to step forward. So it is very evident that you're speaking and not just a man. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives and what you're about to do in our church In Jesus' name, everybody say, amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We are two weeks out from experiencing our Worship Through Giving Day, which is where we corporately, everybody say corporately. That's where we corporately give toward the construction of our new facility. And one of the things that is on my heart as a pastor is to make sure everyone knows what they can expect God to do as a result of them participating in this building project or in the building of his house. So today I want to share just two major principles with you that I consistently in my life use to believe God for increase. And so today, if you're taking notes, I want you to write down experiencing favor every day. Experiencing favor every day. And I'm believing that after I get done today, you're going to know two things about how to experience favor in your life on a day-to-day basis. Can somebody say amen to that? So I want you to find 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20. And then I want you to find 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20. And then I want you to find 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6. Now, while we're doing that, I'm going to ask you, if you're taking notes, I'm going to define for you the word favor because I need you to understand what I'm trying to communicate this morning. The dictionary defines favor as Excessive kindness, preferential treatment, to be approved 
or to be held in high regards. It also means, and, and this is a, a, the biblical definition, it means the granting of what is required or what is desired. It also means joy, liberality, and pleasure. Now here is the biblical definition that I really love. It also means divine influence upon the heart. In other words, when God wants to show some favor to you, he's going to cause some divine favor to be put on the heart of the person who he wants to do it for you. Amen? And then my pastor's definition is the willingness of others to use their power, their ability, and their influence to help you or bless you. Can somebody say amen to that? And you know, I expect every day for God to show some favor to me from somebody. I don't care how big or small it is, I expect it. And on yesterday, you know, I decided uh, at the last minute, because technically I didn't really need a haircut, I wanted a haircut. And so uh, I called my barber or I text him, I ask him what, what's a good time to come in and he tells me. And so when I get there, I sit down in the chair and he says, Evan, your haircut has already been paid for. I said, well, who paid for it? He said, well, somebody named Keith. How you doing, Keith? He said, somebody named Keith. And I know Keith, two Keiths in our church. Well, I probably know three, but I know Keith, two Keiths right off the top of my head. One of them is a saxophone player, and the other one is this one right over here. And uh, uh, I said, so Keith paid. Now, watch this. Keith didn't just pay for my haircut. Keith paid for my haircut and tipped the barber. Now, he did it the way I would do it, too. And here's what's interesting. Keith got his hair cut, went, left, came back, brought money for my haircut and the tip. And what he paid for the haircut is the same amount he tipped the person. So basically, he paid $30 for me to get a haircut yesterday. Now, watch this. He had already planned to do that before I even got to the barbershop. God had caused divine influence on his heart to be a blessing to me. And you know what? I know God's going to bless him for doing that. And so just like God wants to do that for me, he wants to do it for you. But there's one element that most of us miss. We don't expect God to have favor in our lives. Amen. And so... uh I love it. It says it means divine influence upon the heart. Preferential treatment. Can somebody say amen to that? Now go to 2 Corinthians 1.20. If you're there, say I'm there. I'm going to give you two points this morning. And here's the first one. The promise of favor. The promise of favor. God has promised to give his people favor. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. It says, for all, everybody say all. all. Say it again. All. Say it again. All. Now, what does all not include? It's not a trick question. Everybody say nothing. Yeah. He says, for all the promises of who? God in him, in Christ Jesus. Read it with me. Or what? Yes. And what else? Amen. In other words, 
whatever promise we read in God's word, his promises are yes and amen. And as long as I qualify for the promise, then guess what? I qualify for the results. Amen. Now go to 2 Corinthians 9. Go to 2 Corinthians 9. And we're going to look in verse 6 because the promise of favor is throughout the Bible. And I want to show it to you here in a context of giving. And so what I'm doing is preparing you for next week because next, I mean, not next week, the week before, week after next. When we have our giving day, I don't want you to just come and give. I want you to come with expectation to receive when you give. Amen. Second Corinthians 9, look in verse 6. He says, but this I say, he who sows or gives sparingly shall reap how? Sparingly. And he who sows how? Bountifully or plentifully shall reap how? Bountifully. So what's the context of what we're talking about? What's the context? Everybody say giving. Now I want you to notice he did not say what to give. So if you give an attitude... Sparingly, you will get a sparingly. If you get an attitude bountifully, you give one, that's the way you're going to get it back. Notice now what he says in the next verse. Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give, not how, grudgingly, or out of what? Necessity. For God loves a what kind of giver? Cheerful giver. Now, one of the reasons God loves a cheerful giver because the whole kingdom of God is compared to as a seed. And he knows that if I sow anything with a grudgingly attitude, that's how I'm going to get it back. It said God loves a cheerful giver. Watch this now. Look at the next verse. What's going to happen after I give? He says, and God. Who? Who? God is what? He's able to make what? All what? Grace. Now let's stop right there because I want to show you that this word grace is also the English word favor in the New Testament. Keep your hand right here and go over to the book of Luke. Go to Luke chapter 1. Keep your hand here because we're going to come back. Go to Luke chapter 1. I want to show you here in this in this. In this verse in 2 Corinthians 9, uh, that, that, it, uh, that this also translates to the word favor. Luke chapter 1, look in verse 30. Luke 1, 30. This was now the angel talking to Mary. And it says in verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found what class? You found what? You have found favor with who? Now, the word favor, when you look it up, it's the same Greek word as the word over there, grace, in 2 Corinthians 9. So in 2 Corinthians 9, what he was saying is, after we give whatever that is, God is able to make all favor abound toward us. Now, you say, Pastor, I really don't believe that. Go to Luke chapter 2 now. Go to Luke chapter 2. Let me show you this word grace or this word favor again. In Luke chapter 2, look in verse 52. Luke 2, 52. And if you can't keep up as fast as I can, just look on the screen and they'll 
helpfully hope you, help, you, help you find it. In Luke 2, 52, it says, And Jesus increased. Everybody say increased. He increased in wisdom and in stature. Read it with me. And in favor with what? With God and man. In other words, as, as Jesus began to grow, he grew in stature, he grew in wisdom, but he also grew in favor with God and with man. The word favor there is the same word grace over there in 2 Corinthians 9. Are you with me? So go back now over to 2 Corinthians 9. Go back over there. We're going to finish this part up. Because I want you to see, when you give whatever that is, God's position or his responsibility after that is to cause all favor to abound to you. Notice it says now in verse 8, and God is able to make all favor, that's fair to put in there, isn't it? All favor, all grace abound towards you. Now I'm going to put in or insert the definition that we just read in there as well and God is able to make all grace divine influence upon the heart he's able to make all liberality and what is desired or required by you to abound towards you and then he goes on to say that you what's the next word come on class what is it he says always having what all sufficiency, what? In all things. Wait, time out. That doesn't sound like a life of lack to me. He said, now let me ask you a question. Is God a liar? If he's not a liar and he's a promise keeper, then he's saying here that my life should be one that always abounds in all things. But here's the catch. Because most of us, when God blesses us, we use it all on us. But everything that you get in your hands is not all for you. Amen. He says now, he is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always have an all sufficiency in all things. Here's the, here's the catch. So that you may abound to every good work. God blesses us so we can be a blessing. And when you, and that's why on my license place it says, live to give. And my wife says, give to live. Why do I live to give? Because I always want all grace to abound toward me. That's why I can justifiably wake up in the morning and expect some favor to come from somewhere because I, I'm always a sower. It's not always money. Sometimes it's just opening the door for somebody. But see, favor comes when you give. Notice now the context again was giving. And when you learn how to give with the, watch this, with the motive of love, but watch this, with the purpose of favor you can expect it in your life i mean my attitude is this i if you say no to me it's a shocker i expect everybody to say yes to me I, you know i don't even know how to spell no if you were to tell me no i would be like what 
I mean, I'm serious. I live this way. I went out to eat. Uh, one of my friends from college was here this past Sunday. Well, he wanted to go out to eat this past week. And so we decided to go to Papa Do's. So I meet him at Papa Do's and we sit down to eat and Pastor Edmund forgot his wallet. So I have to ask him to pay for dinner. He didn't have a problem with that because I paid, you know, we exchange on that. And so no big deal. He pays for dinner. But the problem comes when I get a text from my wife. Eben, would you get me this? Boom, 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 boom. And would you get heaven this? Boom, 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 boom. From Papa Do's and bring it home with you. Well, I wasn't going to ask him for to pay for all that because they got expensive taste. So I text my wife back. I said, I, I forgot my wallet. It's at home. And she texts me back and says, just tell them who you are. <laughs> oh, y'all don't understand. I got a wife that believes in me. She believes that this man believes in favor at all times and all things are possible to him who believes. So I talked to the waiter. I said, and it is a true story. I got a witness. He was sitting there across the table from me. I said, excuse me, how can I pay for the, the, these uh, to-go items if I don't have my wallet? I said, can my wife call in and uh, pay for it over the phone with a credit card? He said, well, you know, he said, let me get my manager on this because I don't know. So while he goes to get the manager, I looked at my friend. I said, this manager ain't going to tell me no. He said, what do you mean? I said, I don't believe in no. I don't know what he's going to do, but I'm going to walk home with this food. So the manager comes to the table. The guy explains the story to the manager before he even gets to the table. He said, Mr. Connor, I understand your dilemma. He said, but I have two options for you. I said, what are they? He said, well, the first one is you need to fill out, uh, you can fill out a, a credit card authorization form. And when you fill it out, you can put a, a copy of the credit card on the front and the back, sign it, and fax it in to us, and we'll do it that way. Well, I can't fax it. I'm sitting in front of him. So that option's out the window. I said, what's option number two? He said, well, option number two is you can go to our website and buy a, a Papa Do's gift card and then print out the piece of paper, and then the number that they gave you for the card, you can give it to me and then pay for it that way. Well, I'm sitting there in front of him. I can't do that either. So while I'm sitting there, I say, I got a third option for you. <laughs> he said, what is it? Now, let me just preference this by telling you I wasn't dressed like a pastor. I had on a hoodie, some Jordan shorts, and some polo boots. <laughs> let me repeat that for you again. I had on a hoodie some Jordan shorts, and some polo boots that look like I didn't have no socks on. So I look at him, I said, I got a third option for you. He said, what is it? I said, well, you can give me this food for free. And I'll come back tomorrow and pay for it. And he looks at me like y'all are looking at me. You'd have thought he'd have instantly said, I can't do that. I was ready for that answer too. He looked at me and he said, well, how do I know you're going to keep your word? I said, well, first of all, I'm a pastor, and it's very hard to be a pastor if you can't consistently keep your word. I said, and secondly, all I got is my word. He looks at me and said, I'll do it. This guy lets me go home 
with food I did not pay for, with really not knowing other than my word that I would do it, even though he had never met me. And if we, men, being evil, know how to good, do good things for people, how much more can our Heavenly Father do for us? God caused divine influence to come on that man's heart and give me that food. Now, let me tell you what happened, of course. Uh, because he was nice, I said, you know what? Every Wednesday, I treat my staff to lunch. I said, you know what? I'm going to splurge on them tomorrow because the next day was Wednesday. I said, I'm going to let them order from Papa Doe. And it don't matter what they order. I said, so you're going to get a big order tomorrow. And he was smiling. <laughs> so then... I sent a staff person, they ordered their food. I sent a staff person to go pick it up and to pay for the food and to pay for my food. But I, I remember the dude didn't give me a receipt. So I didn't even know how much the total was. So when they got there, they described what happened. And because he wasn't there, because he said he wasn't going to be there, the lady that was in charge, the manager was like, well, you know what? I don't see a receipt. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't worry about it. Well, no, I got a problem because my word's at stake. So I called back myself. I said, excuse me, may I speak to Dan? Dan's not here today. Actually, he's taking off today. I said, well, may I speak to a manager? She said, this is me. I said, well, and I explained the situation. She said, sir, don't even worry about it. I will do it as a gift from me. I didn't even have to pay for my food. Everybody say divine influence on the heart. Amen. Go to, uh, go to Exodus chapter 3. Go to Exodus chapter 3. See, I'm trying to convince some of you all. Oh my gosh, I am. That clock is right, ain't it? Wow. Go to Exodus chapter 3 quickly. Let me show you a promise of favor in the Old Testament. Exodus chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 20. Exodus 3.20. Now, this was God talking. This is when the children of Israel were getting ready to leave and exit Egypt. He says in verse 20, And I will stretch out my hand, and I will smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he, Pharaoh, is going to do what? He's going to let you go. And then he says, and I will give this people. He's referring to his people. What's the next word, class? He says, I'm going to give these people, my people, favor. Everybody say favor is a promise. He says, I'm going to give my people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, when you leave Egypt, you are not going to go empty. But every woman shall borrow. Everybody say borrow. They shall borrow of her neighbor and of her, uh, uh, of her, what else? Of that which she has in her house. He goes on to be specific. He says, jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. He says, listen, before you leave, I want you to go visit your neighbor and ask him for their jewelry, their silver, their gold. Even ask him for some clothes. And he says, when you get it, you shall put it on your sons and on your daughters and you shall spoil the Egyptians. Now go to Exodus chapter 12. 
Go to Exodus 12. Go to Exodus 12. Let me show you this promise again. Exodus 12. Exodus 12. Look at verse 35. Exodus 12, 35. Watch this now. It says, And the children of Israel, they did according to the word of Moses. Moses told them to pack up. Let's go. go. And he says, And they borrowed of the Egyptians Jews of silver, Jews of gold, and raiment or clothing. And the Lord gave the people what, class? Favor. Everybody say favor is a promise. He gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so they lent unto them such things as they what? Remember, I say favor is what you require. And they spoiled the Egyptians. Now, let's close with Psalm 105. Go to Psalm 105. I can't close with Psalm 105, but let's try. Go to Psalm 105, verse 37. Psalm 105. 37. Let me show you favor is a promise. Psalm 105, look in verse 37. Psalm 105, verse 37. It says, He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not a feeble person among their tribe. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell upon them. And he, God, spread a cloud for a covering, and a fire to give light in the night. The people asked, and he brought, watch this now, favor is what you require. They asked for some quails or some food. He brought down quails, and he satisfied them with what? Bread of heaven. Phoebe, come on, y'all know the song. I, I, I ain't know the rest of the words. I was like, what are they saying? This is where they got the song from, though, right here. See, now me, I would have been saying, meat from heaven. I don't want no bread. I want some meat. <laughs> Watch what it says. He opened the rock and the waters gushed out. They ran in the dry places like a river. For he, God, remembered his holy what class? Everybody say favor is a promise. God promises us favor. But favor has to be triggered. The reason a lot of people don't have it is, for, is because they don't either expect it or because they don't trigger it. Now, see, all you have to do to expect it is to be like a child. My wife was out of town this week. She went to a speaking engagement, and so her and heaven went, so that, met, let, that left me and Landon alone. We had boys night out. So Thursday night, I was very late because I had a meeting at the office. I didn't leave the office till like 7.30 or something. It was late. But I had promised Landon that I was going to take him to Target to buy some Legos. Trust me, Landon was talking about those Legos to the babysitter. My daddy's going to buy me some Legos. Soon as he get home, he's going to buy. Now, Landon don't care how tired I am. He don't care how long a meeting I was in. He don't care what kind of day I have. He don't even care if I don't have the money. What he is expecting his daddy to do is to take him to Target and buy him some Legos. Landon had expectations because watch this. Landon has experience with me. The reason he can expect me to fulfill the promise of Legos because I have fulfilled promises in the, in the past. 
And when you learn God and you know God and you start to have experience with God like I have, when you've seen him deliver you from the flood and you've seen him deliver you out of the fire and you've seen him deliver you from lack and you've seen him do exceeding and abundantly above, then you have no problems expecting God because you know him. Now go back to uh, first Corinthians, Second Corinthians 9. We'll close right here. Second Corinthians 9. I didn't even get all my lesson in, but I'm going to get in what I can. Second Corinthians 9. And see, the reason I entitled this favor for every day or every day for favor, because see, this is something you can do every day. There's a Sonic that I drive through. And I'm not kidding you. I don't, you know, I get the same thing. I don't really eat food from Sonic that much, but I get a medium coat with extra ice. That's what I get every time I go through there. Well, every time I go through there now, I guess I paid so much. They don't charge me now. I get up to the window. I have my money ready. And this is what they'll say. Oh, you don't have to pay us. Now, this is the manager. The manager has power because, see, some of her commissions comes out of what's getting paid. So she has the power to do whatever she wants to. And so sometimes what I'll do... The worker will say, don't worry about it. This is on us. I'll give her the money anyway and say, this is for you. Because, see, I'm not going to miss an opportunity to sow to get some favor because I don't know when I'm going to need it. Watch 2 Corinthians 9. Watch this now. Watch this now. Are you there? Say, I'm there. It says now in verse 8, God is able... To make all grace abound towards you. But if you read above that, when it talked about giving, here's the trigger of favor. You have to learn how to be a giver. Now, when you pull this trigger of giving, two things can happen to you when you give. You can just write these down. Two things happen. Reaping and remembering will always happen in your life. Reaping and remembering. Now, I'm just going to read you First uh, Samuel. What time is it? What time is it? 10 what? Okay. Can I give you all one more scripture? Go to First Samuel quickly. Go to First Samuel chapter 1. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 5. See, when you give, it triggers two things in your life. It'll trigger reaping and it'll trigger remembering. I'm going to give you a story, and then I'm going to tell you a story. The story I'm going to give you is in, what did I say, 1 Samuel? 1 Samuel, look in chapter 1. And this story is about a lady who could not get pregnant. She could not get pregnant. And so they went every year into the temple to go and offer up sacrifices to the Lord. Well, this particular year, she was really sad. And so watch this now in verse 3. It says, and this man, talking about her husband named Peninnah. Well, let's go in verse 2. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. No, you can't have two right now. You can't have two. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other one was Peninnah. I don't even know how to say her name. Peninnah. And she had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up into the city yearly to worship and sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts. And the two sons of Eli, Hopni and Phinehas, Phinehas, whatever, 
They were priests at the temple. Verse 4. And when the time was that Elkanah, that was her husband, offered, he gave to Peniah his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. In other words, he gave everybody something to, to offer to the Lord. Never let your kids come to church and not give something. Even in true kids, give them something to give. Teach them how to be givers now because if not, they're going to be takers. He says, but unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion. He gave a double portion pretty much to her because he loved her. But because it says the Lord has shut up her womb, verse 6. And her adversary provoked her. In other words, the other lady was like, see, you ain't got no kids. Uh Uh-huh, you ain't got no kids. So in verse 7, year by year, she went up to the house of the Lord and she was so provoked. And she wept and did not eat. And so Elkanah, her husband, said, Hannah, why are you crying? He said, why don't you eat? He, He said, why is your heart grieved? He said, am I not better than ten sons? And so Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Silo and after they had drunk. And now the Eli, the priest, was sitting at the post of the temple. And she was bitterness of the soul. And she prayed unto the Lord and she wept. And she vowed a vow. Everybody say, she vowed a vow. She vowed a vow. I'm going to show you here that when you give, it will cause God to remember you. Watch what happens. She vowed a vow and she says, If you will bless me indeed and remember me and forget not your handmaid, but will give me, watch this, a man child, read this part with me, then I will give him unto the Lord for all the days of his life. Watch this. And it came to pass after Eli saw her praying, he thought she was drunk because, verse 14, she was just praying with her lips. Okay? Now, I want to jump down now, and we're going to jump down. To verse 19. And they rose up in the morning early. They worshiped before the Lord. They returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew. Y'all know what that word means, right? Y'all do? Okay, if you're single, you don't need to do that. But you need to know what it is. Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife. And the Lord. Come on, read it with me. He what? He remembered her. Wherefore, it came to pass when the time was come about after uh, Hannah had conceived. She bore a son. She called him Samuel. And she, that she asked the Lord. And then, if you keep reading, she basically gave him back to the Lord. And he served in the temple. And Samuel became one of the greatest prophets. But there are two principles here. First, notice she asked for something she didn't have. But she already had a designated place she was going to give it before she got it. So you're wondering why I'm asking you to ask the Lord for $1,000 if you've never... Listen, because if you will ask, he will give it. Now notice now, it was her giving that caused him to remember her. Now let me give you another story. You can just write this down. This is in the book of, of uh, Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. There was a man named Cornelius. And the Bible says he was a devout man, one who feared God. And he gave much alms to the people and prayed to God. And so in verse, I'm in Acts 10, 1 through 4. You don't have to turn there. But in verse 4, it says, and when he looked on him, he was afraid. An angel appeared to him. And this is what it says. He says, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before me. What he said to Cornelius is, what you've been given caught my attention. And I don't know about you, but I need God to remember me in the good times and the not so good times. I want to have favor abounding me 
at all times. And that's the message this morning. You can walk in... I'm not just talking about forgiving Sunday. I'm talking about for your life. You can walk in favor every day. How many give on a regular basis to this church? Man, you ought to be walking in favor every day. I, I command you to start expecting favor. I don't care what your credit score is. you think they built a temple in the middle of the wilderness with gold? Man, they took a lot of gold from the Egypt. Now, let me just straighten this out. They didn't steal that because, see, some of y'all borrowing don't pay it back. The Bible says that's wicked. But let me tell you how they were able to leave without giving it back because they had worked all those years for free. That was called back pay. Mm-hmm. God is not unjust. He ain't going to let you work for nothing. So I want you to begin to just expect favor. Expect it in little ways. Expect the parking space to be there. When I'm in with my wife, she said, there's a pastor spot. Because I expect to park right there in the front. Listen, I have people on carry out to bring my food to my car. Yesterday I ordered some food from Cabbage, Cottage Patch, Cabbage Patch, what's the name of that place? Cotton Patch. I don't know. Don't tell nobody, but she brought my food to my car. Because I was on the phone. I had some business to take care of. I didn't want to just stand in the restaurant and waste my time. I expect favor to flow. And you should too. This ain't a pastor principle. This is a person principle. So with every head by and every eye closed, you may be here this morning. And you, you haven't gotten your...